All right, as promised, we got the three generations of Colvilles here to talk some sports. We got Uncle Clint, we got Grandpa Colville, we got me and Caden. So we're ready to go. So coming up here, we're gonna talk about the Cubs split with the Reds. I'm gonna give a hot take these guys don't know about yet. We're also gonna talk about can any of the active players get to 500 homer, homers? And can any of the active players get to 3,000 hits? We're talking sports. It's the sports life. Let's go. All right, so game one, we're going to go Cubs-Reds series. Obviously, we know we had a split here. The Cubs took game one, six to two. I'll go through a couple quick notes here, and then I'll let Caden, uh, Uncle Clint, and Grandpa Colville go at this one a little bit. But we had a quality starts from uh, Wicks. Belly contributed three RBIs here, so he's been staying hot. And uh, Horner and Happ are starting to hit the ball pretty well. So just a couple general notes on that game. Again, six runs. They had some offense. Wicks is looking good. Uncle Clint, what do you got? What do you think? Suzuki also staying hot. Hit a home run in that game. Uh, his bat's been hot also. Keegan Thompson did some good work in the bullpen in that game uh, after Wicks got out of there. Uh, again, Bellinger, three RBIs. Uh, we did good in that game. Uh, the... We should have won all four of these games in this series, but splits better than uh, than losing the series entirely. So, I agree. Can you want to say anything about game one? Um, yeah, I feel like our top of the order did most of the um, like our big hitters. Um, you know, Morrell he went over two. Candelario went over two. Amaya went over three. Magical went one for three. But our top of the order did really well. You know, Talkman, Horner, Hap, Bellinger, Swanson, Suzuki. But um, the long, you know, the long ball power really um, contributed in the first game. I believe we had uh, th three homers, and you know it was good to see the long ball. But you know if that's one thing we're gonna have, we hope we can have consistency with the home run power and the um, you know, extra base hits and all that. But yeah, the pitching was good. Good to see Polencia, Merriweather, and Thompson. Step in for Wicks and yeah, pretty good game. I think getting into these middle games here is where the big disappointment came in, right? I mean, we had leads going into the ninth inning in all four games. Game two and three is where the wheels came off a little bit here. It just doesn't seem like the offense is producing enough. You know, you go through a whole game. Game two, we got five hits. Belly contributed another home run. This is a game you got to win. You bring in your bullpen, and this is basically a bullpen game, and these guys put in fantastic work. You had Wesneski. Wesneski was phenomenal in this game. You had Smiley. I always talk bad on Smiley. He performed in this game, and he did well. You had Quas. You had Leiter. I mean, these guys did the job. They put the Cubs in position to win. Alzale gets in there with a the one-run lead, and he blew it. And it's going to happen. I mean, Alzale had been hot for us. But, again, when you get this kind of performance from your bullpen and you don't need to use one of your starters and basically give your starters a day off, and they put in that work, you should come through that game with a W. Elsley choked the Milwaukee game away too the day, a couple games before. We ended up bailing him out in that game too. So he's been, he's well, been they brought him in with the bases juiced. Been though, right? Right? He was, <laughs> when you hit a guy, yeah. when you hit a guy, you pretty much give a, you, you, you give yourself, you give it away, you know. Um, game two was, it was a, a rough game. And in game three, I think we should have kept Assad in there. I mean, it's easy to say that now because Assad was hot. Well, lying. he was at 98 pitches and nobody was hitting him. I mean, you, you, there's, there's no reason to, in my opinion, to take him out there and, and, and go to the bullpen. Your bullpen's been taxed all 
all year, you may as well let the guy go one more inning try and finish the game. And off. here's why I agree with you. And a lot of times I, I think, you know what, the guy's at 98 pitches. But here's the thing. After the game, Ross says, and I quote Ross, Lider was running on fumes. If you got a guy that you're going to try to close a game out and you're going to say after the game he's running on fumes, why are you putting him in there? That's right. You got a side who's only at 98 pitches. Put At least have him try it. Bring him out. If he walks a guy or a leadoff hit and you want to go to your bullpen, go ahead. But he went eight innings of no of no run ball. I mean, and give Mary the guy Weather a shot. Fresh. And Merriweather was ready. Well, Steele threw 111 just a couple days before that, so you had uh, some pitches to work with. I don't know why Merriweather's sitting out there at that point. If you think Leiter's been getting overused at that point, then why don't you bring he him in? He really has either. Slider wasn't working very well in that team either. Or, yeah. If his slider ain't working, he's, or he's not very good. But again, you're talking back-to-back games. You look at game two, you blew a great performance by your bullpen there because you're not producing any runs. And then you jump to game three, Assad pitches a gem, and he gets nothing for it. You know, So those are frustrating games. These are the type of games you might look back on later and go, why did we split two, go uh, two and two with the Reds in a series? We let every game going yeah. into the ninth inning. And right. These are these are another three pods in a row. Now we talk about five hit games. The Cubs like five hit games because games two and games three, we only had five hits in. Well, when you've got the bases loaded in a game, like in the Assad game, you've got the bases loaded and no outs. You've got to get some outs. You got to come in and get some strikeouts. So you need a pitcher in there that's going to perform with some strikeouts. Otherwise, they're going to score on you, and that's what happened. But, you know, this is a frustrating thing about this team is that you see over the course of two games, they scored three runs. And then in game four, they scored 15 runs. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it, it's actually frustrating as a fan to see them score 15 runs today because I'm looking at this game. The top of the order, they had was it, eight guys with multi-hit games. In this. I mean, it was – Taco had – Taco had four hits today. Four. He looked great. Four hits today. Belly's staying hot. They had a seven-run eighth inning where everybody seemed to be hitting. It really, you know, for me, it shows our offensive potential. Oh, yes. And then it shows you what this team can do. And then when you see them go into those lulls and you give up games, these Reds are not throwing out uh, Scherzer and Verlander. and these guys. They're throwing out average pitching, and we're not getting to these guys. But we, we, what we have to remember here is early in the season, we lost a ton of games with this same team. I know. We should have been able to pull more games You're out right. earlier in the year, and we wouldn't be in this shape. Taylor gives up way too many home runs. Way too many home runs that guy. Yeah, he gives up a lot, no doubt about it. And they got we got lucky to, because, uh, I mean, look, this game was, what was it, 5-5, five, five, Caden, going into the eighth, or was it 5-4 Reds? Uh, it was four four lead changes. I think it was 5-4, then 5-4, then 5-5. Right, and we took over the game in the top of the eighth, yeah. basically, right? Yeah. Well, Salinger, I mean, he continues to hit. Well, I mean, he had three, he had three homers in the in four, four games he played. I mean, yeah. he was really good, but, you know, the three and two loss, one thing that really stood out to me was, you know, I just felt like the middle of the order, you know, Hap, uh, Swanson, Suzuki, they did absolutely nothing. I mean, um, you know, when you have – Five hits. Everyone's got to contribute with good at best. If you're not going to get hits, get on base. You got to do something. It just seemed like when we had runs on base, we did nothing. And when we had, I think um, this Cubs team just doesn't know how important like uh, insurance runs are because they're just worried about winning right. the game. But we need we need insurance runs. You know, we're not going to win a lot of two to one run games. And um, I know our bullpen's been great, but you can't force that pressure on them. 
That's true. It's almost like they're sitting on a one-run lead, like they're safe. And now you can see them. Well, you saw one run disappear. Well, that one game, the guy hits home run, boom, game tied. Right. Just like that. And then before, next thing you know, they got a couple guys on, and you're in a spot where you can't yeah. give up a hit. In the ninth, you know, they had Seiya Suzuki with a leadoff double. I'm like, oh, yeah, this could be good. We get a uh, insurance run. And then they just it just feel like they're allowed to gag at-bats after that. And I'm like, that's an important run right there. And they just... Well, we ran into a team here that has the most come from behind victories in baseball right now, 43. That's I true. mean, that's, that's a lot of come from behind, so you got to have those insurance runs. A lot of times we've left guys on first and second and, uh, and not getting them around, but I was glad to see Swanson get a couple hits today because really I was thinking he was ready to get a couple days off because he's been in a gigantic slump. I agree with you. I was in, thinking in the, the month same of thing. August, he was 18 for 98. Yeah, I mean, and, and three for 16 so far in September. I mean, you got to, you, you might need a day or two off because you're going to have to, he came to up, a little better. He that. came up in that eighth and they were up, I think, 10 5. And I told Kate, and I go, he needs a hit here, like a confidence hit. And sure enough, he got one. He got well, a couple he, he, said he needed that. Hitters just need a little confidence sometimes, like an NBA guy getting a layup or getting, you know, getting to the free throw line. That's what he needed right there. That's his exception. So I think you, little hits like that, you might see him get going. Because when he gets going, he can hit. Yeah, and also good to see Candelario get it. I mean, he's homework two times in two Came games. In. So. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand what the Cubs are doing with Morrell. This guy this guy really should be in the lineup. I don't, he's I don't, a solid infielder. I don't know right why now. they don't have this guy in the lineup. I don't think, I'll be honest, he's a fantastic player. But I don't think, you know, his full, his full you know, ability is... You know, if you're if someone does sign him, it's because he can hit and he can field. I just don't think he has high he, as high play of player value when he can only hit in DH. He plays over Madrigal every day if I'm if I'm the coach. So <laughs> we're not using him basically is what you're saying. Yeah. We're not using him for his full potential. But I'll tell you right now, I mean, with what you just said, Madrigal's, not good enough. Madrigal's actually been playing pretty good. Madrigal had a big hit today. He did. Yeah, He's I'm been playing high fast. I like Morel too. Morel's had big hits for us this year. Madrigal's got um, no power. We gotta find a spot for him so that he can be out there consistently because young players a lot of times need rhythm. They're not good. We just bring them in I, and expect them to show up. I would play Belly in center and put Candelario at first, play Morell at third base. I'll tell you what, you start seeing a bunch That's of one and two do. run performances over nine innings, he's going to be trying something different. Oh, yeah. So he might be there. So anyway, Cubs, they go two and two over a uh, over this four-game set with the Reds. They really should have taken at least three. I mean, yeah, it was only a couple big nice. innings. I mean, we had, a, we had four runs in the first Six, seven innings, I think, but that eighth and ninth inning, we really blew it open because everyone contributed. I'm going to give my hot take real quick before we jump to our 500 home run and a 3,000 hit discussion. This De La Cruz guy, I'm thinking he might be a little bit overrated. I mean, I, I love him. I mean, he throws the ball 100 miles an hour from the outfield and he's fast know, on he the can bases. whip it across. He's fast. He's got all these. He got sombreroed twice in this series 0 for 4, 4 Ks, yeah, and He's got a hole in his swing. There's just certain pitches it seems like he can't get to, and he doesn't get on base a ton. I mean, he hits, you know, he's hitting 240, and he, he doesn't walk much, and he strikes out a ton. Well, speaking of that, I was looking this up because I never really knew what the why they called it the sombrero. It was born from hockey. So hockey's got a hat trick, so if you struck out three times, it's like you got the hat trick, and they said, well, what's bigger than a hat trick? It's a big hat, a sombrero. So they say you get the golden sombrero if you go four strikeouts, which is kind of rare. But then you get the uh, the platinum sombrero if you go 0 for 5. Hmm. And the the most rare one is the titanium 
sombrero. <laughs> if you go over six with six Ks. So De La Cruz, and don't get me wrong, he's an exciting player, but you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Puig. You guys remember Puig? Oh yeah, Puig when you saw dynamite arm. When bro. you saw Puig came in, he had that arm, he had that speed, he had the power, he had all this stuff this guy has, but it was all showtime, meaning that everything he did was special. It looked awesome on SportsCenter, but when you looked at the end result, it was like, I don't know, can yeah, Puig can stick around? Yeah, he had a couple, good games, so, a couple good games there. You know, the only caveat is, is that he may be young. He's so young. He's this guy's young. only like 21, very so young. you might see him become an all-timer. I don't think so, though. I think you're going to see an athlete that does a lot of Showtime stuff, but I don't think you're going to see a guy hitting 290. Well, only time will tell with that. The yeah, question right. is, right now, when Dale Cruz is a rookie, can he come up in the big spots? Because you know, these are big games against the Cubs, and I just don't know going into late September when the Reds are really going to have to play some good baseball. I just don't know if this rookie – I mean, I heard the Reds are, the Reds are I think, tied – tied for the most rookies on a team. And this is a really young, exciting Reds team, but I just don't know if these rookies can play a big role in the playoff push. Well, for the sake of the Chicago Cubs, I hope that my prediction that he's overrated comes to fruition. Yeah, we, don't, we, don't, we don't need that guy in the division if he's going to end up being a beast. You yeah. know? So we'll see. That's like the other day when, we were, when I was at the game we were playing the Brewers. I said, we don't want nothing to do with that Rowdy Talese guy. That guy... Destroys the Cubs. Yep. We don't want to pitch to that guy. We don't want nothing to do with that guy. You know what though? I nobody crushes oh, the, the big boy for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know why. I had another. I had another random thought when we get into this 500 home run, 3,000 hit thing, and I was looking at these guys, and I'm thinking to myself, why is it that all these 40 year old baseball players? look like they've had a few too many sandwiches. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. look at Miggy. It's like I'm looking at myself. I'm thinking, I'm 42. I didn't magically put on. Like, these guys are professional athletes. They have right. nutritionists, everything. Mickey looks like he can barely run to first base when he. he the other day he hit one up the middle and he was like. Problem is he was four for five yesterday. Oh, I know that. No, I don't get unbelievable. But I, I thought then I thought about Pujols. Pujols is another guy that looked like he put on 30, 40 pounds. But he still broke so, that seven hundred mark. Still, these guys are amazing. I'm just saying, I'm surprised what happens to baseball players from an athletic standpoint in their forties. I know you're not going to keep putting up those huge numbers typically that late. But I'm just surprised how much weight a lot of these – because I thought of Griffey, too. You guys remember Griffey? Oh, yeah. Griffey used to he be blew, fielder. He blew and he blew up. And I'm just – my point being is these guys have access to the best nutrition, the trainers. best physical – you know, the best physical therapy, trainers, everything. And they look like – like I say, maybe st- – don't when guys can hit, it's one, one thing you're seeing. If you can hit – you can hit. That's Look right. at what Pujols did at the end of his That's career. What I, said. I mean, people are thinking, why doesn't he come back? He he was hitting better than – actually, he was one of the best hitters in the league the last part of the year. He, he came in like gangbuster. Anyway, I was just thinking that when I saw Miggy not run out a ground ball the other day that ended up hitting second base and then he got a single out of it. But yep. I'm like, man, he looked so much different that than he looked. anybody else would have gotten That's true. He probably would have. All right, here we go. We want to talk 3,000 hits. Let's talk 3,000 hits first. Everybody's got their notes in front of them. Who do they think can get there? Uncle Clint, who do you think uh, make top couple guys you think will get there? Uh, I wrote down the, the two guys that I think are most likely to get there on the list that I wrote down are Freddie Freeman, Jose Altuve. Okay. Those are the two guys that I think are most likely that are active that I think get there. I think Freddie Freeman also has a possibility of getting the 500 homer number also. Interesting. Interesting. How many homers does Freeman have? 317. 317, okay. He's 33. 32 years old. 
Yep. Okay. Grandpa Cole, what are you thinking about these guys? I, I think Freeman has a shot, but, you know, you have to look at a guy like Robinson Cano. He's got 2,654 or something in that vicinity. And, you know, of course, he got suspended for a whole season for the second time because of PEDs, which even if he was to make it to 3,000 hits, which I don't believe he will, uh, he would still end up not in the Hall of Fame because of the PEDs. Yeah, so true. at that point, and he's the very closest or the only guy that's within shouting distance right now. These other people, Freddie Freeman, Altuve, some of the other younger guys that are coming on, they still have to prove themselves over a number of years and stay injury-free, and that's that's the key. I was amazed at how many guys, when I looked at my notes in the list, of how many of the same guys that I'm looking at for 3,000 are also top candidates to hit 500. And most of, a lot of them, honestly, um, not Altuve. Altuve's thir uh, 13 seasons, 33 years old. He's got over 2,000 hits. He's got a good shot. Um, but here was some other guys that Machado. Machado's been in the league I, 12 years. He's he's 30 years old. He's got over 1,700 hits. Yes, I got Machado on the so list. Machado's also. got a chance. Arenado. Arenado's 32, but he's only played 11 seasons. He's got 1,656. He's also got 325 homers. Correct. Exactly. So, yeah, Trout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trout's been in the, the league uh, 13 years. He's 31. He's got 1624. He'd have a lot more hits without injuries. I know. And he's well, got Trout, 368 for homers, too, so he's got a Trout's shot been the last three years. I, I also wrote down Harper. Harper walks a lot. Harper doesn't get the amount of that bats. He walks about 100 times a year. Harper, Harper was 12 seasons. 30, he's 30 years old. He's got 1,493 hits. Now, I knew you guys would be coming at me right away looking at these guys you know, right around 1,500. I got some others. You know who else is close to 1,500 hits? I almost fell out of my seat when I started. Jason Hayward. 1,465 <laughs> hits. And he's like 32 years old. I almost fell out of my chair. Well, he's definitely had such a bad run with the Cubs that we thought that, you know, but he had actually had a pretty good earlier guy career. Stinks. He did. This guy looked like a stud in Atlanta. And he's looking pretty good in L.A. right he's now. starting. All right, listen to this. Here's a couple guys. Uh, Devers, seven seasons, 26 years old. He's got 894 hits. So these are guys, again, we're talking way out. Right. But if these are guys that produce hits and they get a lot of at-bats. Ozzie Albies, he gets to the plate a lot. He gets over 500 at-bats, seven seasons. He's 26. He's got 804 hits. But here are two guys that are on the same team that produce a lot of hits. And one of them, I think, will probably get to 500 home runs, and that's Vlad Jr. Vlad Jr.'s 24 years old. He's got 683 hits. Here's his last three years. 188 hits, 175 hits, and through right now he's got 136 hits. You're talking about a guy that's going to produce 175-plus three consecutive years, and he hits a ton. I mean, he hits for a ton of power. Here's a guy people have not been paying a lot of attention to, but it's a real player. And that's Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette's five seasons. He's 25 years old. He's got 630 hits. His last three seasons, 191, 189, and he's at 152 this year. Yeah, so he's Bo a solid hitter. You're good talking hitter. about a guy that, and he gets a lot of at-bats. Yeah. He doesn't walk as much. Like you know? the two spots. So, man, was a good hitter. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. So you're talking about some guys here in Vlad and Bo on the same team right. that are producing. Well, if they both produce, that's more time that they're going to get a shot to bat. Exactly. Hit. So what about a guy like Judge, 250 homers, 31 years old? 
He's, he's actually... I think he started too late. Yeah, but but he made the 250 homers in less at bats. What about Mookie Betts? Well, Betts is also potential for 3,000. Two, 250, only, yeah, 30 years old. I don't think Betts gets the 500, but I think Betts 1,464 hits 1,464 hits, he's 30 years old. I think 30. he's got a chance to get the 3,000. Yeah, these, these guys have possibilities. Like I say, what you have to do with the amount of time that's left between now and the possibility of 3,000. There's a lot of years that you have to consider injuries, right. shortened seasons, yep. whatever. Schwarber, 240 homers, he's 30 it. years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's young enough, I just don't. The other guy I mentioned on the hits before I jump fully onto the homers is Arias. He's 26, he's he's the guy right now. Right. But he's 26 and he's got 625 hits. So, I mean, I'm, these are way, I mean, you're talking guys that aren't even a. How many homers does Vlad Jr. get? Vlad Jr. has 124 homers. He's 24 years old. Yeah, he's got a shot. He's 120. And Acuna's the other guy. He's got 152. He's 25 years he's old. He's got a good shot. Well, they say that Vlad Jr. has a excellent chance staying healthy to pass his dad. His dad's 449. Yeah. So. But how many hits did Miguel Cabrera have? 3,166 now, I think. Counting. So, <laughs> right. did a four-hit game yesterday. When we jump to 500, obviously Cruz is the next guy up. I don't think he's getting there. I don't think he's going to make like it. He's falling he off only had 10 right homers now. last year. Right, yeah, he's starting to fall off. He's a DH, and he seems to be a guy that wants to keep playing. I just don't know that he's... I, I don't even see him play. I know. I don't know if he's hurt. I'm not sure what's going on with him right now. Here's the. I mean, looking at it, we can talk in and out. There's a, a lot of numbers here to look at. But here's the guys I think are going to make it. I think Harper's going to make it. I think Stanton's going to make it, and I think Trout's going to make it. I think Vlad Jr. is going to has good. Yeah, right. I think when the young, get when I get to the younger guys, I, I think, think Vlad Freddie makes it. You think Freddie makes it? Well, Freddie's hitting more homers the last couple of years than he did earlier, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, Freddie's. Well, that's what they're saying about Trout's power. His power has increased in these last four or five years, rather than. Decrease. Shot makes it easy if he stays. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh, He's just God. got. This. If it wasn't for all his injuries, he'd be over four hundred right now. I bet. Yeah. It's interesting about Judge. Judge, thirty-one years old. He didn't get into the league. I mean, when you start talking about hitting sixty Judge plus in a year, Judge can make you it. could cut some you major could make it right. <laughs> Judge could make it. I mean, let's just say in an example like where you hit sixty. Let's say he hit sixty a few times. Right. That's 200 home runs over just three seasons. Well, just I mean, look, look at Stanton. He hit 58 about four years ago yep. right, when he was still with the Marlins. All right, he hits 58. He hasn't even approached those numbers recently, but a couple more of those will put him up there very quickly. You take Schwarber, he's 40 a year. Five, five more years of 40, he's yeah. at 440 right but, there. Well, know, that's I like mean, Bryce Harper. He'd need 10 years of 20, and he's there. That's right. Yep. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yep. Harper's there. And that's, I, think that's Harper, I think Harper gets it. He's, a, make he's it. a lifetime you know, player. He's coming off a Tommy John surgery, though. I know. I think he makes it. What I, about Paul Goldschmidt? Uh, he's too old, I believe. I was thinking the same thing. He's 35. 35, though. What about Olsen? Olsen's got 219 well, overs. He's 29. Yeah, he has a shot, but, you know, Olsen, Olsen runs hot and cold. He hammers the ball real well sometimes, and then he doesn't. But the last two or three years, he's had good yeah. home run producing seasons. Why is a guy like Otani making it here so late? Right? What was he doing? I need to look this up. I'm going to go down. Yeah, there, there has to be a reason. i got to see what he was doing in Japan to not come here. See, why, why did he win Suzuki? 28, Suzuki. Why are you 28? I mean, yeah, let's, let's be honest. You know Ichiro and Shohei, which are generational talents. 
No one's going to tell me they couldn't have played professional baseball in their 20. Yeah, exactly. No they, proved, they proved that they could play it later. I wonder if it's something culturally there that kept these guys home during I, these I don't know. Years. I mean, he's like 26, 27. Oh, you're talking about the Cubby guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, and they're not coming here. They're not until coming here. Fukudome was one, but the guy for the Yanks, what was his name? Had the big forearms? Matsui. Yeah, Matsui. He was already older. He hit all his monster homers earlier. And then there was a guy called Sadaharo O. He hit supposedly over 800 homers in the Japanese league. Did he play for the Rangers? Well, he was in the Japanese league. I'm going to dig into this a little bit. i got to find out, is there a reason why these guys, because a guy like Shohei, He's a guy that would be a guy that could make it, but he's not. He's he's like, already twenty nine. Like, see, that's what we're talking about. Ichiro. That's what's going to give us. That's what's going to give us the advantage uh, to a guy like Soto. He started when he was nineteen, hitting right. home runs and that's stuff. That's true. If he if he keeps that up, you know things are going to work out for him. But uh, he he got the advantage to start at nineteen. Could you imagine a Shohei or a? a Oh, he throws right breaks the hits record. If oh, you know, oh easily, easily. This he guy. You know, another thing I looked up about Ichiro was Ichiro had. I don't know the exact number. I, I wrote it down at one time, but he had almost 700 infield hits. He was fast because he, he was fast and he was lefty. Very. And he had fast. that little drag. You get that extra like step on the like box. A, yeah. a softball drag hits almost. But he was Uncle Clint came up with it back when Suzuki was making his move, and I didn't think he was going to hit 3,000 and. and the guys weren't playing until they were 40-plus when Ichiro did it. It was not as common. But then when we looked into it, Ichiro had, you know, he, he was doing all kinds of things to keep himself uh, to live a longer life, and he had his bats in a humidor. His wife said he had a special ruling of bats in a humidor, <laughs> keeping them at a certain temperature, and then he'd go in there and swing a certain amount of times to make sure his swing was perfect. Well, since, we're getting, close, since we're getting close to closing this up and you guys started talking about these – Longevity records. How long can these guys go? I got to give Grandpa Colville his chance to give us his uh, take on Justin Verlander. You guys got a big thing about it at the time. You Uncle thought Clinton you and I have a, a big dispute here. I didn't think J Justin Verlander had a legitimate shot. I'm starting to feel a little uh, weak on that right now because he's, he's really come up with some good output here since he's moved to Houston. He's been some good. He got hurt yesterday. He got dinged up. He got four dinged up with four homers. But the two or three previous games, he was right there. He's maintaining his fastball still there. He's a good power pitcher. Only thing that stops him, and Caden and I agree on this, is an injury. An injury will put him out of the mix. That's he, what Uncle he gets, he gets hurt, too. He's, yeah. he's not going to make it. But he wants to make it, which is the difference. There's other players that are going to make these multi-million dollar contracts like yeah. he has, and they're going to say, I don't need the money. I don't have to put myself under this stress. And right. he wants to get it. I there. do want to weigh in on Kershaw because it's a contract year for him. It's going to be interesting to see if he signs a seven-year deal here, maybe a six, seven, eight-year deal. He has an opportunity. He might be going for 300 That's right. This yeah. is a contract year for him right now. Yeah, if you so see him extend out If he like gets a long deal, another long deal, he might be in the running for you. He has a, he's one of the few guys that has a possibility awesome. beyond him. He's got, to, he's got to find himself a good team, though. I'm telling you right now, if you if he stays with the Dodgers, obviously he's got offensive That's production right, there. Right. But if you end up in a spot, and I always go back to Degrom as my example, yeah. who had like a sub two ERA for a season and won nine games with the yep. Mets. Yep. I mean, this type of thing can just destroy your wins. Well, uh, the the move for Verlander coming back to the Astros, he picks up three quick games right off the bat. 
Exactly, and that's an advantage to Verlander to staying on these short, yeah, that's staying right. on these short deals. Looking back at some of these pitchers, I, I just keep the guy that keeps coming up, and I just I'm just blown away as Maddox. Maddox, in my generation, just to talk about consistency, he wasn't overpowering. He just knew how to. You know, another guy that I cannot believe grinded out 269 wins, Jamie Moyer. How does a guy like that win 245, 46 years old? He pitched like 269. The guy couldn't throw it over like 82. But look at every single number the guy had. His whole career is just average numbers. Well, you guys know that I'm a statistics man. I always look at statistics. Oh, yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, even the great Maddox and some of the great pitchers that we've seen, nobody, in my opinion, compares to the great Walter Johnson. Well, he is the statistics man, and I'm the guy that goes with my eyes based on what I see. Because I always right. talk about who's the best I've seen. When you cross generations, I just don't know enough about the competition and all those types of things. Maddox and Clemens were the best I saw. Um, when it comes to the bat, I never saw anybody like Bonds. You know, I just never, I've never, to this day, there's just nobody comparable to what Bonds was doing. So it's. We, we argue this stuff, and we'll, we'll get into some no, of this stuff. No, was my guy, Nolan Ryan. If he would have played on good teams, he would have won 450 well, games. It's funny he brings up Ryan, because well, I still don't think anybody in a history throws a ball harder than Nolan Ryan. But I'll tell you what, I would have liked to have been around to see Bob Fuller in his early years, because they say he had a heater. There's certain guys, when I watched that Nolan thing on Netflix or whatever thing it was on, and when they show him throw a baseball, I don't think anybody can throw it harder than him. I, I just I, don't. I, I agree. He, he'd bring that wind up in, and then when he released that thing, it was like a bullet. It's amazing. But, you know, I, as far as getting into pitching statistics and whatnot, and I, I know I'm referring to Walter Johnson, but Walter Johnson had 42 shutouts in one season. Okay? One season he had 42 shutouts. The entire baseball system had 35 last year. Yeah. So yeah, he was special. Yeah, he that's was special, right. and he put in. I think he was a big complete game guy. He threw over five fifty-five out of six, five fifty-one out of six hundred sixty-six starts. He threw over a hundred complete game shutouts. Is what I looked at. One hundred and ten shutouts. One hundred and ten complete. That's game still shutouts. the record, right? Exactly. Well, that will forever stuff. be the record. That it certainly will. Well, we'll cover some of this. We, we'll. In the future, we'll get on a pod where we're going to argue best hitter of all time. We're going to do some. Well, that's that already Ted Williams. Oh, Don't get me started. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to bring in Peppy with me, and me and Peppy are going to go bonds against you guys. We'll see. <laughs> but anyway, that's for another day. We hope everyone enjoyed this. I know I enjoyed this a lot, having three generations here with me, and uh, we will try to do it again in the future. Thank you so much. Again, remember to like us and follow us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your pods. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Have a good night.